Hello, it's Andrew May and welcome to the Strive Stronger podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and we amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. There's three things you can train. Number one, you can train your craft, that's your job, or your sport. The second thing, we, we train our body. So it'd be foreign in a sporting team to say, oh, do you have a strength and conditioning department? Of course, the last 10 years that's been embedded. The third thing is you can absolutely train mental skills. Now, in the corporate world, in sporting world, it's largely been, oh, he's strong, she's not. She's powerful in her emotions. He gets had by his emotions. Rubbish. We know you can train the way you think. So we started chatting and I just said, well, Nicola, what do you think? And you throw something around and went, oh, I think we should do something together. And you said, what are you thinking? I went, I think we need to create an academy around mental skills. What should we call it? (laughs) Bing, Mental Skills Academy. And then when we started exploring, we looked at those three levels. Self-discovery is about knowing you, your thoughts, and, and the basics around energy. The next level is all around staying calm under pressure and having that sense of belonging connection. And then the third level is the higher order performance psychology. And we both agreed that in performance and sports psychology, and I think even in traditional psychology, we often go to the what we consider the trendy stuff or what we've just learned rather than starting with building the base. We have a calculator that people can do. They get a score out of 100 and it shows them where they are. It's like having a toolkit to get you through life. Each mental skill is in, a, in, in your toolbox and depending on what's going on, you may rely on some of the skills more than other skills, but you're going to need all of them at some point to help you get through this this wonderful gig called life. The Olympics, there were so many <laughs> examples, right? Oh, yes. Like the men's 100 metres, Jacobs, who no one had heard of, hadn't even broken 10 seconds uh, in 2020, uh, comes out and runs a 9.8. So just unbelievable. And, and he talks about Jacobs, how he used to lose his legs it's in his Italian accent, but now he keeps his legs because he focuses on the mental side. But I'm going to use a, an Olympic example as well. So if we think about the 12 mental skills, I think we should probably start at the basic level. And that's the storytelling. And I was actually talking to a client yesterday who was struggling a bit with um, substance misuse. And she admitted that she's very critical. And I said, well, that's what we call the inner narrative. It's the story you tell yourself about your life. And it's really important that that story is positive. It doesn't mean that you don't critically think about things as in like what worked, what doesn't work, but it's got to be, you, you know, you've got to be your biggest fan and your greatest supporter. And I said to her, did you watch the Olympics? And of course she said, yes. And I said, well, did you watch the women's 1600 meters? Because that woman who fell right now, when she fell, if she had a really negative, critical, self-destructive inner voice, her it may have sounded something like this. Oh, you idiot. You've fallen over. You've screwed this up. This is a once in a lifetime chance. You've really blown it. Oh my gosh, you're a failure. You're a loser. This is terrible. Clearly, she didn't have that inner narrative voice because she got up and she won the race. Her inner narrative voice was obviously saying, you've got this, you've trained hard, this is yours, you can do this, it's okay, get up, you're going to win. So I just think that's a really powerful example of how your inner narrative can actually make you win the medals, or if it had been negative, completely destroys your goals. 
when you find yourself having negative thoughts, first of all, it's perfectly normal. Like Nicola and I teach this. Do we have negative thoughts, Nicola? Absolutely. We've just got better at, first of all, recognizing them and then reauthoring or asking, why am I having this negative thought? So becoming the inner coach on this. And again, I've been doing a lot of this with athletes. When I first do it, Nicola, you know, when the negative voice comes in, first of all, just, just suspend. You know, Gordon Spence at Sydney University calls this the traffic light, you know, where you got we go from green to red, great or it's terrible, great or it's you know, good or bad, but an orange light, just pause, you know, mm. suspend. And no then judgment. Ask, yeah, why? Well, no judgment. Why am I having this thought? But where's the evidence? So you start to build a case around this. So there's a process where you can narrate yourself through. And it's really clunky when you start this. Journaling is amazing, has been shown to really fast track that awareness of inner voice. Uh, but even if you just catch your thoughts and be aware that, okay, there is stuff going on. I'm not feeling great, but you know, perspective is everything. What can I then do? So you can go through that process and steer yourself back out. Well, you may not feel great, but you might be a six or seven out of 10 rather than spiraling down to a two or a three. And Nicola, I think that's so, so important right now that people know that, look, having negative thoughts is perfectly normal, but thoughts are not facts. We're all amazing storytellers. Just don't let them carry you away, especially down that negative path. That's right. And it's not just, um, like you're saying, dealing with the, the short story about what's presenting to me now in this moment, but also that bigger background conversation you're having with yourself in terms of self-efficacy, which you've touched on, and, and worthiness and lovability. It's about crafting a story where you feel okay in your own skin, you have the belief to manage and, and move forwards. Because one of the things that happens is people become overwhelmed by their emotions. And, and rather than moving forwards and developing a conversation and, and I feel like identifying issues or problems or things that they, they can improve and fix, they stay in the emotional place. The narrative just becomes a conversation about emotion and feeling. Now, there's, our emotions are perfect. They all serve a purpose, but emotions are messages. And sometimes we build a whole story around a message. I'll pick up on your stop sign. It's like you've stopped at the traffic lights and then the traffic light changes colour and you don't move forwards with the green light. You're still going, there was a red light, there was a red light, there was a red light, there's a red light. The, the emotion is the message and then you go, okay, I've got the message. How do I go forwards in my journey with that information? So your narrative has to constantly be positive in the sense that it supports your strengths. No one's ever solved a problem with weakness. I mean, you don't say, oh, I need a builder, so I'm going to get an electrician. You know, we we solve problems and move forwards with strengths, and they have our strengths. So it's about identifying your strengths and crafting a story that will propel you forwards in a way that's helpful and, and suspending that judgment. And, and being a neutral, and if you can dial it up a bit more to be a bit more of, a, of your greatest fan, even better. Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to listen to the full episode or some of our other shows, you can find the Strive Stronger podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. We have plenty more content covering all things high performance with world-class experts from a diverse range of fields. And if you would like to support the Strive Stronger podcast, subscribe and leave a comment and rating as we love the feedback.